Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning from Washington, D.C., Michael McKee and Tom Keene. A very special edition of Bloomberg Surveillance this morning as we keep track on uh, of what's going on in Washington and around the world in the wake of the British decision to leave the EU. We can tell you markets are lower. The FTSE trading down 125 points now. The pound going for 130.166. Our economic indicators brought to you by SEI. In the future, the asset management business will be profoundly different. Find out how SEI's global operating platform can help you navigate the new operational frontier at SEIC.com slash imagine. Vinny Del Giudice has word on trade in the U.S. Mike, let's the merchandise trade deficit for May. We're waiting for the number. For some reason, it's not out yet. But let me tell you, the forecast, $59.5 billion. That would be wider than the prior month, May versus April. We'll get the full trade report and goods and services July 6th. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Judice. Let's go back to Washington. All right, well, we'll keep an eye, Vinny, on that number. For some reason, as you mentioned, it is delayed. It's supposed to be out at 8.30 this morning. And it. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, we've just got the number. It is 60.6, so it is a deterioration from the month of April, which was 57.5. The uh, merchandise trade balance uh, widens to 60.6 billion, and that is generally seen as a drag on the overall level of the economy. But uh, we will keep you... Um, Informed as the quarter goes on. It's the first number of the quarter, first trade number of the quarter. Tom? Well, lots to talk about uh, uh, this morning. And I think one thing, one person to catch up with, we could have like four different interviews with Gary Gensler. I mean, he's, he's been had many interesting careers. He, he's, he's the Democrat or the supporter of Democrat policy where Republicans lean forward and listen just to find out what's going through his brain. Go through his careers here quickly. CFTC, we know that. Public service at Treasury, uh, two, two extents of that. And now I guess it's a public service for Republicans or Democrats. He's providing continuity and intelligence to the former Secretary of State. Uh, good morning, Gary Gensler. What are you doing for Mrs. Clinton? Tom, uh, thank you so much for having me back on your show. I... Uh... Well, uh, she's running for president, as you know, and uh, I think she'd be the terrific uh, as the 45th president and um, her campaign's chief financial officer. That's getting what more. That, what, it's what really does, getting, getting more mission for the money. I mean, all of these uh, wonderful supporters, uh, small dollar donors and, 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 and even larger donors want to ensure that their money is uh, invested well so, and uh, robust uh, campaign. Right. So, Gary, are you the one that tells the intern from Georgetown that after taxes, room, board, and fare, they made $12 this month? Are you the one that tells them that? Well, I'm I'm involved in uh, whatever uh, campaign manager Robbie Mook wants me to do, but it's really a, a largely yeah. uh, what a chief financial officer does. And uh, we're trying to uh, put uh, as much of Secretary Clinton's message out before voters, and that's getting people in the field in the battleground states, as well as ensuring that we've got uh, the right analytics and data, 
and of course uh, have some resources to put uh, advertisement on radio and TV. What is the discussion inside the campaign post-Brexit? You're a former Goldman Sachs executive. Hillary Clinton was a senator from New York who was seen as very friendly to Wall Street, and yet now you've got this political earthquake shaking people up, the possibility that maybe the resentments on the, against the banks are still out there. Um, I think that what it uh, reminds us of, again, is the need for uh, calm, experienced leadership in times that it can be volatile. And uh, the, um, uh, the the public in the United Kingdom uh, uh, decided uh, this past week to leave the European Union. And as you saw, markets uh, uh, moved dramatically. There's uh, significant uncertainty and it's a time for uh, the experience of Secretary Clinton rather than, as we saw, Donald Trump uh, at a golf course in Scotland uh, really talking about Brexit as something that might advantage him and his uh, worldwide holdings and his golf but courses. Every, everybody knows that uh, Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and that she's got a lot of experience, etc. How do you deal with the perception that, and he, Donald Trump is certainly trying to encourage it, that she is too friendly to the big banks, to Wall Street at a time when the Vox Populi is, we don't like bankers? Um Secretary Clinton's laid out a very robust plan uh, for uh, ensuring that Wall Street never again gambles with taxpayer dollars and puts uh, Main Street at risk. Uh, we have to go beyond uh, the very strong reforms put in place by uh, President Obama and what's a reform plan called Dodd-Frank and ensure that uh, no t- bank is too big to fail, and, and, and individuals have to be held accountable, not just corporations, uh, right. too often. It's Here, the other way around. One of the great things about you is people think you're an elite, the fancy education, the fancy Goldman Sachs. You started out real, real basic. How does, for that matter, Mr. Trump, but how does Secretary Clinton speak to an American public that is worn out by all the gains going to the elites like Gary Gensler. How does she speak to your childhood? Well, she speaks, she speaks to, I think, all of our childhoods uh, by listening foremost, listening to people and uh, that they don't have enough for their health care, they don't have enough uh, for their college, that we have a robust plan and need to do more to ensure that uh, college is mm-hmm. debt-free. Um, and she uh, speaks to them to ensure that uh, in the workplace that everybody gets a, a fair shake, and it's not just the top 1% or the corporate executives. Oh. Gary Gensler, wonderful to catch up with you. Really look forward to speaking to you as the campaign unfolds. Mr. Gensler is the chief financial officer of Secretary Clinton's campaign. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, we're getting ready for a conversation with Alan Greenspan from Washington, Bloomberg Surveillance. All right, let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. The Supreme Court plans to close out its current term with opinions today in three cases. The justices' last three cases concern regulation of Texas abortion clinics, the public corruption conviction of former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, and a federal law meant to keep guns out of the hands of people convicted of domestic violence. Officials say 2,000 firefighters continue to battle a wildfire in central California That has killed at least two people and possibly more. About 200 homes have been destroyed, including one belonging to this woman. This is a house at age 29. It's hard. 
I don't wish this on nobody. Containment on the 68-square-mile blaze increased from 10% to 40%. It could be busy on the nation's roadways this holiday weekend. AAA estimates tens of millions of road trips this Independence Day weekend will help break last year's travel record. AAA says because of cheaper gas prices, about 43 million Americans will go somewhere this Independence Day weekend with the overwhelming majority driving. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Mike, Tom? All right, thank you. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's Rob Bushko. Rob? Good morning, Mike and Tom. The sweep was not to be for the Yanks, who stumbled in a four-run six inning and route to a 7-1 loss to Minnesota at the stadium. Nathan Uvalde, starting pitcher, on what went wrong. You know, I think it was just that two-out walk. I had him hour. Uh, I got to be able to turn the page and continue to attack. And then I hung a split to uh, Dozier, hit a homer, and then I fell by, you know, 32 count, and I hung the slider and then curveball. He trailed just one nothing at that point. Uvalde is now six and five. Homestand continues tonight with the first place Texas Rangers in town. Ivan Nova welcoming Chichi Gonzalez. The Mets dropped a five two decision in Atlanta. Tough luck loss for Bartolo Colon, who allowed just one run in seven innings. Wilmer Flores, the only Met with a multi hit game. New York heads to Washington to face first place Nationals tonight. Noah Syndergaard versus Joe Ross. And here's a name the Mets signed: Jose Reyes over the weekend, the thirty three year old who starred in New York for the Mets from 03 to 2011. He went 0 for 3, no errors, while playing six innings at third base for Class A Brooklyn. NASCAR was a long time coming for Tony Stewart. He captured his first checkered flag in 84 races, conquering Sonoma. And on the pitch, Copa America title goes to Chile again. They beat Argentina in a repeat of the 2015 game. Chile won on penalty kicks and the world's top-rated player, Lionel Messi, said he's tired of losing with Argentina after the match. He's done playing for them. That's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike, Tom? Thanks so much. appreciate that. Mike, the last time we were here, I believe, we saw a hockey game between the Washington Capitals and another team. I can't remember who that was. Yeah, they faded at the they end of the season. They faded at the end. Crosby yeah. didn't look good that <laughs> game. The Nationals in first place, 579 ball. Playing our New York Metropolitans. We should stay for the evening. I think we should stay. Forget about London. Forget about we New York. Be- they may be sending us to Paducah next. So I'm not <laughs> well, sure. there it is. But tonight, I guess Washington and New York, a good game with good uh, pitching. We have a bid to the market, a sizable bid to the market off that negative 18 futures, now negative 10. Michael McKeon, Tom Keen from our studios in Washington. Coming up, a conversation with Alan Greenspan. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Italian banks are Italian banks are lower. We're going to talk with Christopher Wheeler about what happens next to the global banking system in the wake of the Brexit vote. Right here on Bloomberg Surveillance, live from Washington. <laughs> 